Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Very good Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over the All-County Football League results um, from yesterday. Round one took place all across the county and some very, very interesting results. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, who was in the middle of a storm up in Virginia, but we'll get to that later on, Paul. <laughs> you, you can't go anywhere without causing controversy, or just being in controversy, but... Yeah, want to remind people if you're listening in, um, please get on to us on We Are Cavan on social medias on Twitter, Facebook, or on Instagram with your nominations for our team of the week, which we'll be bringing you later on in the week on our Diehards podcast when we get a chance to maybe sum up all of the the good performances across the county. On that podcast, we'll also be um, looking back over Cavan's under 17s um, defeat to Tyrone in Lavi on Saturday afternoon. But we start off with Division 3, Paul. Uh, firstly, are you excited it's back on? I am, yeah, I am. Well, it fills a lot of pages. It makes my <laughs> life easier. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I am excited it's back on, yeah. I was, I laughing, I was I laughing at, at um, some of the people saying, you got your predictions wrong. And we didn't, we didn't actually <laughs> predict anything last week. <laughs> we'll and I think all the predictions in Division 3 were... were Looking through it, we said who the top four or five would be, and they all won, bar Kildallan lost. So I'm going to have to get I, off the Kildallan horse. I actually was going to tweet you on that one, going, listen, mate, you, they don't love you anymore. Yeah, no. There's no love coming back. Kildallan, you let me down. <laughs> Red Hills yeah. lost, but they were playing Kilishander, who we also said would be in the mix. So Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it was very, very close. It finished up, um, what do we see there? It finished up 2-9 to 2-10. Considering Red Hills were missing Torlock Mooney, Rory Dunn, um, uh, Mark Kelly, all not playing from last year, like they're they're three big players for them. Like you wouldn't really expect that. Well, maybe you would expect a, a close game there. I I thought when I heard what they were going to be missing to be well bet. Yeah, we were saying last week Red Hills when they have their their strongest fifteen out have have a very good team, um, particularly for Division Three level. But the problem is that. The, there wouldn't be a huge depth on the panel at the minute. Yeah. And that's that seems to be what catches them out when they lose a few. Yeah. It, 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 I have to say, I think it was a, a respectable defeat, you know, for Red Hills. It would definitely give them... Because I, I the more I thought about it after, I do think Kilishandra won't be too far away from promotion out of that Division 3. And, you know, the fact that they, they only lost by a point with lots of players to come back, you'd imagine, would give them... Good, uh, good hope on it. Yeah, big, big scoring in in Templeport against Muncher Connacht, three fourteen to three ten. That's the type of game you want to be at. Yeah, that's that's a good result for Templeport. There, yeah. young team coming up there, um, and the Munchies like the Munchies aren't bad either. I saw them last year in the championship a couple of times, and they're not bad at all. Um, probably just need a bit of a break as well. But that yeah. sounded like a hell of a game. That's probably one of the games that we can go by the score. Yeah, a few good young players coming up from Munster Connacht there that are worth watching now. They're uh, even seeing them last year in the championship, I think in the quarter final against Killing Care and, and they have the lots of talent. 
Shannon Gale has got the better of Kildallan in the relatively local derby or West Cavan derby. 216 to 211. Like it was five points. More comfortable than you'd have expected. Yeah, look at <laughs> Kildallan. If you're listening, Kildallan, we're finished. It's, <laughs> it's, it's over. over. I'm sorry. It's not you, it's me. Yeah, well done to Shannon Gay. Great win for them. It's a, it's a massive win for them. Um, Mahara were beaten by Ballamacue, five points to 317. Ballamacue, I suppose, 317 is a good score to run up. Um, just Mahara, look at, I know they're doing an awful lot of good work, but they're going to be starting with a lot of young players and lads that are coming through from the Blackwater amalgamations. And even Mahara on their own last year finished, was it under 17s on their own? Yeah, I think they had an under-21 team where they were supposed to have... Um, the big plus for Maher coming into it was that they, they were saying that they have all their players from last year. There's, they haven't lost anyone. Um, so you'd be hoping that Maher might be on the on the, on the the rise this year and pick up a couple of wins. That's a big defeat to start the thing off, which won't do much for morale, but Barry McHugh are strong, though. Yeah. They are strong. They are. Um, a, a good win for Drumgoon against Mount Nugent. Um, over in Mount Nugent um, considering Drumgoon I, I believe we're missing Connor Mina he was away at the no he was playing oh was he playing yeah he got back ok well then that 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 puts a, a different reflection on it but it's still a good win that's, Mount Nugent's not an easy place to go no it's not um, Con- he, Connor lined out corner forward um, on the team sheet then he scored a point um, Liam Hennessy was top scorer in that game he got 1-6-5 from freeze uh, Adam Rehill got a point Kieran Caffrey got two points Owen Smith got two points but Jim Goon se- seemed to be the better side on the day Aegon Farrell got a point Shane McGarry got two Shane Smith got three um, Fannin five points two frees still, still doing the business for him Jim McNally came on as wow. well I mean what a servant he, he is it, it was tight enough for a long time in that game but but Mernugent, um fell asunder for about seven minutes Jim Goon got six points in seven minutes Um and that kind of made the difference in the second half. Like there wasn't wasn't much in it up to that. At half time, Jim Groomer winning eight seven. Right. So not a whole pile in it. Eight seven, and then to pull away and 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 win in the second half. That, that it's a very good win for Jim Groomer. I have to say, um, you know, we, we did flag it that that with a very good manager, they could they could make strides in that division. And definitely looked like they did anyway. Um, so that leaves Division Three. Final game was Drummolly against Kill. It was a late throw in. Um, due to the death of Margaret Costello, Fergus Costello, ex Cavan player or ex Cavan and um, Andromalee player um, wife, so we pass on our condolences there. But the three o'clock throw in with Drummalee and Kill finished with Drummalee two thirteen, Kill ten points, a big big win there, big score, I suppose for Drummalee as well. Considering Martin Dunn was such a good forward himself, and we've seen it even with my Nugent coaching he, he loves to coach good scoring forwards yeah yeah he was playing yesterday as well we'll talk about that later on but um, good good start for, for Drummondy and again there's a lot of talk that Drummondy are kind of getting rounding up the troops circling the wagons and getting players back and trying to get good numbers out so you'd imagine Drummondy will, will be right there too in that division yeah so just to recap the wins were in division 3 for Drum Ballamacue Drummondy Drumgoon Shannon Gales, Templeport and Kilachandra. So well done to all there. Moving on to Division 2. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. 
a family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-433-0111. A local derby between Bailiaborough and Shercock came down to the last score to win it and it was Shercock who got it 17 points to one goal in 13. Just looking at the um, Bailiaborough Twitter page there, it looks like Niall Clerken with a free on full time to win it just going into into the last minute and actually the point before that was the three points before that were all from Shercock Killian Clark brought it to a one point game on the 29th minute um, Damien McIntyre with a point from play to level it on the 30th minute and then 33 minutes Niall Clerken with a free that, that's a hell of a comeback yeah that's probably their three leading players along with Brian Sankey so yeah yeah. Like Shercock again Shercock's first 15 is good where they're lacking is a bit of strength and depth, but when they have everyone out, um, they're a very hard team to beat. Definitely are. Bally Hayes took on Bill Torbett um, in Bally Hayes, finished 12 points to one goal and seven. Bad tempered game. Was it? Yeah, bad tempered game. Jerry Sheridan from Mullahorn was ref and gave out a lot of, a lot of yellow cards. Um, but Bally Hayes had a lot of youngsters playing. They, they gave out debuts, to, I think, to Jared Brady and Owen Clark. Oh, very good. Um, I think Owen Clark was playing was playing full back actually and Jarrett was in the corner so it was an inexperienced full back line for them um, but a good win by all accounts Park Moore was was the standout man on show I think he he had about five points got in the first half at half time Ballyheads were 7-4 ahead um, Owen Clark um, and Brady the two lads we mentioned were very good in the full back line by all accounts um, Stephen Smith was playing um, Niall Mc, or Shane McKernan was playing so Ballyheads Ballyheads um bringing players back and the Henry had a very good game for Baltorbert seemingly he got their goal a very well taken goal and, and you, as usual kicked a few frees gave Gary O'Rourke no chance with the goal um, so it was I think it was tight most of the way but Aidan Waters has just taken over at Ballyhays um, so that, that was, I mean, that's a great win for them because Baltorbert are, are no no poor outfit at all Baltorbert have a lot of experience there even if you look at that forward line Niall Lawler Don McDonald, Conan McGinley Mark Teven and the Henry O McGuigan there's, there's a lot of experience in that side. Mm. Great to see Owen McGuigan still going. And he's a threat in the full forward line, a great ball winner. He really um, is, yeah. He so really that, is. That, that, That's well done for uh, an inexperienced full-back line for Bally Hayes to, um, to hold him to 1-7. Yeah. That's, that's some good good defending there. So well done to Bally Hayes. Um, we were saying... A- I should also say Egan Waters and... and um, Aaron Watson and David Brady, they all got a, got a good mention in dispatches as well. That's playing very well. They soaked up a lot of pressure from Baltorba. Very good, very good. Third game in Division 2, and to give it its full title, the Romar Energy All-County Football League Division 2, um, was Lavi against uh, Arva, over in Arva, and Lavi came away with a, a, a goal victory here, 2-16 to 1-16. Did we flagged that one up. We were saying La- mm. Lavi might be taking the league a little bit more seriously this year. Um Arva probably a bit of a hangover still. Um, that's a, that's a great win away from home against Arva. It is, it is because Arva, you know, you'd expect that's two of the teams you expect to be competing for promotion. 
in that and to make a statement like that early on from Lavi is is a, is a big one you know so it'll just be interesting to see you know do they follow it up now do they continue and go on a run of wins because on paper they have a very very strong team too strong for that division really Lavi yeah they're, they're a top 5 team I think nobody nobody can deny it they're in the top 5 in the county yeah, I think so too. Um, Knockbride went down to Swanland Bar and picked up a win. Two goals and nine points to eight points. Um, Swanland Bar would outgrow McKiernan, but apparently Rory Corn was excellent for, for Swanland Bar. Um, Kieran Smith, I believe, was very good at corner forward for Knockbride. Yeah, I like him. He's a good player. Lively. Very lively, full of energy. That's it, that's it. And they, um, they seem to have everybody back for the first time in a long time, Knockbride. So Larry Riley getting off to a good start because to get the points against Swanland Bar in that division would be would be vital for Knockbride. Well, you'd be, did I, Knockbride would probably be saying, look, we can win our home, if we can win our home games and pick up some points on the road. So that's a great start and a way win like that. Yeah, and well, difficult for Knockbride this year because they've no home games with the pitch being done up. All oh, right. So they're going to be, now I don't know whether they'll be in neighbours fields or playing all of them away it depends on, on what they can get but it's um, it, it makes it all the more difficult oh, I didn't realise that yeah oh, geez, in that case yeah, great start then. a big win for Butler's Bridge up in Killing Care finished one fourteen to one thirteen. Uh, Butler's Bridge missing Quivian O'Reilly Johnny Leddy um, Killian Leddy Andy McConnell Peter Connerty five starters there you know that it's a <coughs> it's a big statement. I know Noel McGovern, as I said, I think last week he has retired. Peter McCabe is out injured at the minute, so two big losses for them. But that's that's a big win for Butler's Bridge. It is, yeah, it is away from home. Yeah, any time you pick up a, a win away from home in the league is 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 a good day's work because points are hard to come by away from home. That's a great win. I look the bridge again. It's probably the bridge will be feeling that it's time for them to kick on. They're made. They made their first uh, intermediate semi-final in over 40 years last year, so they can keep that level of improvement going. Like They've been kind of slowly improving. They had a, maybe a bad year the year before last, but you know what? You, you throw the likes of Johnny Leddy and, and Keevan O'Reilly into that team now, and, and yeah. if they're already fit to beat Killing Care as it is, they'll, they'll, they'll be very strong. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, Drumlane and Drone, uh, sorry, Drumlane and then. Played up in Milltown and it finished one ten to one eleven. I'm just looking on the. That, that's a, that's a slight upset because Drumlane um, would have beaten Dan last year uh, comfortably enough in the semi final of the championship. That's right. And I know that Drumlane have have a few youngsters to come into that team um, this year, and I've been very impressed with a couple of the young fellas that have come in and training and are doing very well and looking like maybe getting starting places. So a great win for Dan. Seamus Donahue, I think, is over them this year. Carrying on the form maybe from the under twenty championship that you know a lot of their seniors would, would have been playing in that. You'd yeah. have Cavell Kyogan, Thomas Edward Donahue, Ushin Cairn I'm just looking here, Cavell Kyogan got the second last score of, of Den's game um with a point. I'm just looking at their Twitter feed. It was one ten to ten points with two minutes of ordinary time left from Lane get a goal and then um then get the last point I think is the way it's fallen here so it, it was a, a goal to almost upset uh, look like comfortable enough at that point four points in front um, although Drumlane 22 minutes gone there was only one point in at 1-8 to, to one ten. so it looks actually close enough coming through there in the end and then the goal for Drumlane but then held on just, just to uh, get the two points so vital win for Den there final game 
So, probably an upset here. Corner Fane, given Cuhullins their fill of it, a, a seven point victory. Sorry, a, a ten point victory here. Four fourteen to one thirteen um, in Corner Fane. That's a massive, massive win for Corner Fane. That's a great win for Corner Fane, yeah. We kind of, once I wrote them off, but we were kind of probably a bit hard on them last week. We were saying Cuhullins would be at the top of the table and Corner Fane maybe be at the bottom of it, but. Um, that's a mighty win for Corner Fane. Again, hard team to beat at home. But 4-14 is, is great scoring. Huge scoring. And keeping yeah. that Gugolins forward line to... to Well, I suppose one thirteen wasn't the worst scoring I ever saw, but to, to put up 4-14, it sounded like a, like a hell of a performance. Yeah, be interesting to see how much Barry Doyle scored there because he, he racks up some big tallies. There's nothing, um, nothing of the who scored, but I'm just looking through here on the Cuhullins Twitter... Um, it looks like they pulled away in the end. So with with seventeen minutes gone, it was Cornerfane two nine. Sorry, seventeen minutes gone in the second half. Cornerfane two nine, Cuhullins thirteen points or one ten, and then it just looked like Cornerfane just pulled away um, with with goals coming in. Looking at their point from play on the twenty first minute, they added in. Another point. They just they seemed to run away in the last fifteen minutes. It looked like a very strong finish from Corner Fane, and it looks you, you just wonder. Again, I, I know it was something that was that was maybe thrown at Coo Hollands after the county final last year, how they faded off against Mullahorn. That that people questioned was it fitness. A fade off like that again. I know it's very, very early in the year, but with Paul Cooney in as coach, you'd expect fitness wouldn't be a problem. I know he's very, very keen on it, so maybe it wasn't. Maybe you're, you can't read it from Twitter, but it just looks like a bad fade off by Coo Hollins. Yeah, it's just hard to know. It could be anything could happen. Maybe they had a man sent off or something. It's just hard to call it, but great win for the Reds. Great win for the Reds, yeah. So it's uh, leaving it that on the top of the table, it's Corner Fane, Knockbride, Lavi, Ballyhays, Shercock. Butler's Bridge and Den all with two points from one victory so well done that's in the Romar Energy All-County Football League Division 2 We know the potential of Cavan boys and girls men and women and we value how the GAA unites our tribe We don't run from where we're from This is our home We're Cavan We believe Not everybody's lucky enough to be from Cavan, but for 100 euros, you could be lucky enough to win a new house in Dublin. All profits raised will help fund the Cavan GAA Polo Ground Centre of Excellence. Go to www.winningdublin15.ie to learn more. Moving on to the top table, and we'll, we'll leave the big bill until last. Wednesday night, obviously, lacking against Kingscourt. Up in Kingscourt, lacking giveaway home advantage because... Um, the lads were heading off on, on Raymond Galligan stag over to Amsterdam. Should have had a great old time. It was at one twelve to sixteen points, but home advantage you imagine with a full team yeah, would point, make a difference. The point was I think Lacken were, were leading by about three points with seven or eight minutes to go. And the point was made to me that if Barry Riley was playing with Cavan, we'd still be in division one. Free taking. Because he scored it? every free that came his way. Stroked him over at his ease from forty five, fifty yards at right. times and seemingly just turned on an absolute exhibition there. Niall McKernan and um, by all accounts gave an exhibition of point taking as well kicking huge scores with the outside of the boot from 45-50 yards 
Um, but Barry Riley, I think, was was absolutely exceptional. Ray McCallaghan got a goal for Lacken early on, but I think Park Faulkner um, handled him well after that. Faulkner seemed to had a good game of full-back. That would have been a good match-up to see. Yeah, but worth, worth the admission. Lacken, in the last five or six years, Lacken have kind of had the upper hand over Kingscourt in, in league football and even beat them in the Championship last year. So good result for Kingscourt. Kingscourt are going to be worth watching now this year. Like another team, if they, when they've got their full 15, they have a very strong spine to the team. Like Toasty was playing, you've got Faulkner there. Um, Apparently, was it a centre half forward? Somebody that was at the game said to me there was a wee centre half forward for Kingscourt that was very good. I'm, I'm wondering, was it Shane Duffy or? Um, didn't didn't hear that now. Um, not sure on that one now, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Shane Duffy. Yeah. Philip Tinley had a very good game. Apparently, back to well, Tinley played. Form. I thought last year was the best year Tinley had in, in, in several years. years. He was absolutely yeah. exceptional last year. Um, looked like a county player last year in in the championship. So. Kingscourt, you just wouldn't know if they got the break of the ball, they could be challenged for a championship again. They definitely could, yeah, definitely could. Um, the next game in that division was Castle Rahan um, hosting Kiligarry. A comfortable, comfortable win for Castle Rahan. And considering Castle Rahan, well, Kiligarry were missing Martin Riley. Kiligarry were missing a lot. Were they? Yeah, they were. They were missing Gannon, um, McKenna, uh, Dar, or. Um, Derek Kennedy went off, I think, with a nasty looking ankle injury. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. So he's troubled with injuries. He's had he's had very bad luck, but a great win. I, as far as I know, I think I think um, Oshin O'Connell and then the Flanagan played inside. Okay. And seemingly seemingly really gave Kiligary a very tough time. Uh, we like their movement was their movement was exceptional and. They basically ran the show in in there. Um, and Cosgrove was was quite good for Castle Rahan as well, young lad. Um, Carl is it? Carl. Well, he was good too, was he? Was, was, was very good. Now apparently, um, on the Killigarry side, Ushin Brady stepped up. Um, looked very very threatening all the time when he got on ball. Um, talking to to a neutral at the game, and I said that he's won. He'd like to he'd like to see more of. And by all accounts, David Red uh, and the Flanagan and Fergal Riley coming from a Castle Rahan source said that they were the three standout players on show um, so you wouldn't be surprised maybe after Mickey Graham's comments the last day that the panel is open ended and he's going to be watching out for players you could maybe see those lads coming back in well that's it that's it it's still like Kiligary had, a, had, had a, a guy called Walsh playing wing back who was exceptional must okay. be one of those young youngsters coming through for Kiligary he hasn't come on my radar now but um, yeah. he had an outstanding game by all accounts very good, very good. The uh, Castlerahan, as we were saying, though missing quite a few there. Obviously, Ronan Flanagan away at that stag party, as was Keen Mackey, um, Ushin Kieran, I believe, tweaked the hamstring um, against Dublin, so he was out as well. So it was probably both missing, both had on their strength, but Castlerahan showing that their panel is maybe a little bit stronger than than most. I think Castlerahan are gonna are gonna. I'm not just saying it because they've got a win there, but. I was even thinking about it during the week. I think Castrahan are going to really challenge again. Well, the, the, simple the pressure's off them now. Pressure's off them, and on top of that, people are forgetting that they're in the habit of making finals. Yeah. You know, they're in the habit of doing everything that you have to do to make a final. It's not just pure pot luck that they get there. They get there because they work extremely hard at getting there. Yeah, and that's something they're, they're that big into their gym culture and looking after themselves. Uh, most of them. Yeah. 
It's uh, but it, you're dead right, and and that's something that's a habit that's going to be hard to break because that's five years in the making. That that's yeah. five years of of constantly doing the right things to get yourself into. Yeah, the, well, 20, 2011 I made the first one. It was eight years now. Well, that's true. Yeah, five in a row, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Five five finals. It was four finals four in a row. Finals in a row. Sorry, yeah. but yeah. So it. I think look at anybody anybody who'd be thinking that Castle Rahan are just gonna fade off into the sunset now or are, are a little bit premature, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um Mullahorn against Coot Hill, this was in Balignya due in, to the fact that Mullahorn are, are doing up their pitch. Do you wanna take a break before this one play some ads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mullahorn against Coot Hill anyway, it was um it was Coot Hill who came away with a two point victory here. It was a goal by Dermot Kearney at the end um, a high ball in um, he went up competed with, with the goalkeeper Nathan Baxter and, and just got there a little punch ahead I think actually both of them got touches on the ball ball ended up in the back of the net either way and that was that was it coming from one point behind actually they came from two points behind in the last four minutes um, or four minutes of ordinary time to, to get a win out of it so actually you said could he be relegated <sighs> exactly not that's exactly so. Anybody who's listening in and has the has the impression that I stated anybody would be relegated from Division One is wrong. I didn't state that I last week. It was, was you. It was me. It was me. So um, nice and clear. If anyone wants to contact me, to get me at the <laughs> set offs. Look, you did say Mullahorn were going to get top four, Damien. Yeah. Well, look, we're not out of a chance, <laughs> but look, we've we've a better work to do. Definitely, we missed missed a huge amount of chances in the first half. Granted, down a lot of players, but. Look, that's no excuse. The boys that are out are good enough to go on windows. And you were saying that Shane Sexton had a very impressive game. I thought he was excellent. I thought his movement was very, very good. He's a tall, rangy sort of a lad, but yet has, has very comfortable on both feet from what I seen yesterday. I, I thought he looked the pick of the forwards on show on both sides, in fairness to him. Um, I thought in the middle of the field, um, Dermot Connolly looked, looked like he was physically very strong, dominant out there. So... I, I, another good prospect there, I think, or somebody that that will be worth watching. Um, How John, was, was McCutcheon playing? John McCutcheon came on. He he was injured. Came on, not looking his usual energetic self. So I I don't know exactly what's wrong with him, but he um, he didn't get as involved as he usually look. He usually dominates games. Yeah. Um, and the Hessen was playing was a little bit quieter than I expected. Um, but then on the other end. You know, Endo O'Reilly was probably quiet, or John Carney done a good job there on on him. While Colin Moosey um, and Matthew Hines between the two of them um, seemed to shackle Enda Hessen fairly well. So, could he look at? They they bring a huge amount of energy. They fight for absolutely everything that they can, and they're um, they they'll be delighted with that victory. So a good start for them. Um, Lara and Balignac. This ended up again. It was a last minute goal for Balignac. Three fourteen to two fourteen. Um, Balanya grabbing that victory there. I'm not sure exactly who got the last minute goal. The problem we have is is um, our old friend uh, Demo is not tweeting oh. at the minute. He must be. I think he might be togged out. I'm not sure the reason, but he it, put up something saying about he wasn't going to be able to tweet the updates because um, uh, he. I think he said he was going to be togged out. He did. He did post and say post the final result and said credit to both sides for a really enjoyable game. Only enjoyable because we got a last minute winner, and in no way was it enjoyable for Lara. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you can't argue with it. He, he definitely is stating the obvious there, but it's uh, it, it's well done to Balignac, and that's 
that was one of those games as well that both sides w- would be looking at saying, right, we need the victory here. Like no different than, than Mullahorn or Coot Hill. So it was a it was a good one for Balanya to pick up a victory, and now the Mullahorn next weekend at home. So. Again, another one that they'll be targeting, I'm sure. So, Balanya off to a good start under Adrian Maguire, the the local man managing, and Brian Dunn, who obviously coaching. So, well done there. I think Lara are missing a few, though. Shane O'Rourke is out injured. Uh, Colin McKenna is also out injured. So, he done his... Done in, I'm not sure exactly what he got injured, but it was in the league final against Drummolly, or against Mullahorn, um, back before Christmas, and it hasn't quite cleared up yet, so... Um, they'd be big losses to them. Owen, Owen Cooney as well, and there was a fourth player I was told was missing for Lara. So ah, right, okay. A little bit under strength. Um, Crushalot against Gauna finished up in a draw, one twelve apiece. This was in Crushalot. Looking at the the Twitter feed from Gauna, so fair play whoever's on Twitter there. They were Gauna were trailing one ten to one twelve with a minute left. Kean Madden, sorry, one. Kia Madden's point made it one ten to one twelve with one minute of ordinary time left. TJ Fitzpatrick put to a one point game on the thirty second minute, and it must have been from the resulting kick out. Robbie Fitzpatrick got the equaliser to make it one twelve apiece. That's some comeback. That's real guts by yeah. uh, by Gowna there. Yeah, that, that, that's that, there's a bit of a uh, rivalry developing between those two teams, like. Went to the wire in, in a championship semi-final replay last year between them, I think. Yeah, it did indeed. And and both sides missing. Dara McVitie was missing for Crush a lot and Conor Madden missing for Gauna. Um, all down to, to that stag party. So it was, it'll be, um, it, I suppose that, that that evened itself out. But mm. what was left, obviously, left itself very even. It was, a, I'm sure, a good competitive game. There'll be no, there'll be no standing back on that one. We'll finish off with, with the top billing. Tell us about the controversy in Virginia. Where do you start, Damien? I suppose I start start at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I can start at the end if you want. Right. The the final score, what is the official final score? So the official final score up on the website is Rammer 111, Cavangales 14 points. Right, that's wrong. The the final score that I have, and I have checked and rechecked and checked again, is 112 for Rammer, 13 points for Cavangales. Now, what happened... I'm pretty certain what happened is that at halftime, the the score in my notes was eight points to six for Rammer, and the referee had it seven seven. So I think I think what he did was he gave a Rammer point to the Gales, which happens. It's happened. I've seen it happen loads of times, um, and probably possibly should have been corrected, um, but it wasn't corrected. And I was in I was along the stand side, and pe- a lot of people were coming up. The scoreboard wasn't working, you see, which was causing confusion all around the place. And a lot of people were coming up to me because I had no, a notebook in my hand saying, what score have you got? And several people said to me, the referee has it at 7-7 seven, seven at halftime. And I was saying, no, no, it's it's 8-6. And uh started the second half, Rammer kicked on and went seven or eight points up and looked like they were going to win it at a canter and it wasn't going to matter. But in fairness to the Gales, they made a great comeback, kicked some great scores and uh, it got very... It, got really tight at the end and you could, there was a sense of inevitability over what was going to happen and people were already going the ref has to score wrong here um, so that people knew that, this, that there was a chance this was going to happen so at the very very end of the game it was deep in injury time uh, the Gales were on the attack and a little bit of a schmozzle broke out on the half forward line and there was two fellas wrestling on the ground and I, I know I had an eye on the row and I, I think I saw one umpire waving a wide and one umpire waving a, over the bar 
whatever happened anyway, the Gales put the ball over the bar and the point was given because people were saying, was that given? But the, the referee gave the point and immediately blew the final whistle. Now, if he hadn't given that point, this this mess wouldn't have happened. But I have to say, it was Oliver O'Reilly and I thought he refereed the game well. Um, the only ones I'd quibble with was I thought uh, he should have given Luke Fortune a black card for an ankle tap on, on Edo Cole. But in, in general, he facilitated a great game. Um, full-blooded. Like, full-blooded. And he didn't blow very much. And both teams were happy with that, I think. And both sets of supporters were happy with that. And frees were hard to come by, but it made for a better game. It was really intense. Like, people always say, oh, it was a championship pace. But certainly, it was championship levels of effort. There was um, there was somebody actually was, was private messaging me last night saying, Jesus, what has Oliver O got against Rammer? He... he Disallowed a point on them in the championship last year. Yeah, well, he was linesman <laughs> that day, and, and it was. Uh, but I, I was kind of going. In fairness to him, the one thing he's not as biased. He's, no, he's absolutely you know, not biased, and and uh, I think I think myself that that he probably knew that that he possibly made a mistake, but he had, he he at that stage he has to stick to his guns. What um, yeah. and how can he change it? And you know, I think some of the some of the at least one Gales official anyway um, thought it was a draw. So right. there was dissent and voices. It wasn't like everyone was going to him saying, look, Rammer won the game. Even though I was talking to some Gales people who had, were keeping notes and said, yeah, Rammer won the game by two points. There's no skin off my nose, one way or the other. I was a neutral and, and actually I spoke to the referee asked after because he asked me, um, what, what, what did I have it? What score did I have it as a neutral? Maybe I'm not a neutral because I'm living in Virginia, but I am a neutral. But um, <laughs> there was at least one Gales official that said I had no business talking to the referee, which I can talk to anyone I want at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to mean I'll You're Ollie. not allowed to talk to the referee if he asks to talk to you. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not speaking to you. Because I'm meeting Ollie the Finn for a pint tonight now. <laughs> and I'm going to put it on Facebook. Um, yeah, geez, it's full of controversy. But it was, it was funny because on the way out, someone came up to me and said, um, well, what's the story? And I said, if you want to know who won, you have to buy the Celtic Lens. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even guarantee that you're you're going to have the right information in that paper. Well, it's it's a funny one because, like, officially, it's on the website. Yeah, officially, it's a draw. Well, my sources in Rammer tell me that the, that they're going to appeal it to the CCC. Or they're going to talk to the CCC and they're going to submit the DVD of the game. Okay, um, so they had they videoed. Yeah, they have it on video. The important, so, well, actually, is not that overly important if it. Yeah, if 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 it shows at half time that it was eight six, not seven seven, then it doesn't matter if the video is watching the row or the point at the end. It's irrelevant. Mm, yeah. So it's, uh, uh, oh, that's that's it. Like, but it's the, it's the half time thing. But I suppose run through the game itself. Yeah. Who, who played well? Who played well? It was it was funny because no player really played. I have my notes here in front of me. No player really dominated for the full hour. But different players stood up at different times and, and did really well. Like Simon Cadden, probably in the third quarter of the game, turned it on and took control of the game for about 10 minutes. Okay. He scored the last point just before half time. Then he scored two in a row at the start of the second half. And he was really on fire at that stage. What position was he in? He, he was playing wing half forward. Right. And he was he was exceptional. Um, like When I looked through the team sheets at the start, I said, Jesus, we're in for a good game here because there's an awful lot of talent Yeah. Uh, on both sides. Um more or less most players on it well who was missing we say right from the Gales well the two, two Murrays and, and Shawnee Johnston were missing ok um, and on the the Rammer end Connor Bradley I suppose but was missing Barry Fortune was there Luke Fortune yeah I'd run through the teams quickly if you yeah. want um, the Gales team was, was Kieran Flynn of goals Kevin Meehan Evan Fortune Luke Fortune Sean Higgins Barry Fortune Daniel Graham 
Paul Graham and Luke Malloy, uh, Park Sexton, Paul O'Connor and Vinnie Coyle, Martin Dunn, Mickey Ling and uh, Keenan Donahue. Right. And, and the Rammer team was Liam Brady, uh, Lorcan Lynch, Mark McGee, Matty McGee, Killian Brady, Jack Brady, Adam O'Connell, Lawrence Caffrey, Brian O'Connell, Owen Somerville, Simon Cadden, Simon was on the 40, Cahill Maguire, Ado Cole, Killian Maguire and James Brady. Well, that's it. Jack Brady played centre-back. Jack Brady played centre-back and played well. My he, God. He played well. Yeah, I remember him playing there before, uh, uh, underage level a few times. Jesus. And so he matched up with who was centre-forward on the other side? He matched up with Paul O'Connor. Paul O'Connor, and, right. Uh, Paul, was, Paul was quiet. Um, I thought Jack played well. Now his place kicking was exceptional. He missed one or two in the second half, but he kicked five five points from freeze, and there were, none of them were easy. And he kicked two of them with his left foot from out on the right wing, which was very impressive. Jeepers! Um, yeah. Martin Dunn in the in the first ten minutes, it was the Martin Dunn show. He scored three points for play, and he was absolutely brilliant. He was electric. He was marking Matty or Matty McGee was marking him, I should say, and he was taking him to the cleaners. Right. And he was getting out in front of the ball. He kicked one point from from out near a corner flag and but he went out of it and McGee broke a couple of balls and I wouldn't say it was the thing that McGee so, totally started to dominate him but McGee did start getting a hand in um, come out with a couple of loose balls which gave him confidence and probably just good balls stopped going to Dunn and maybe he wasn't wasn't showing as well as he had been he went out of the game he didn't score again but he had three points up from play in the first 12 minutes and, and looked very sharp Um Keenan Donahue kicked some excellent points. Yeah, he's good good forward. He is good, good yeah, he is. Forward, Vinnie yeah. Coyle kicked some very good frees. Um, Left footer. Yeah, Cahill Maguire uh, kicked two great points as well. It was interesting, Rammer had, had Killian Maguire and Edo Cole in close to the goals. Like, two big men. Two big men. If you had an offensive mark and play there. Someone yeah. made the point to me at the game yesterday that that Edo would have been a great addition to Cavan if, if in the league with the offensive mark. Yeah. yeah but um, Another big man. Rammer kicked a lot of ball in early... First time ball into Killian Maguire and Ado Cole, and that was a good. That was they had a good battle there with the with the Gales full back then. I thought Kevin Meehan did pretty well. Um, I thought he did very well actually. Um, coming out with a lot of ball. Evan Fortune and Ado Cole was a great battle. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Um, Luke yeah. Malloy had his moments as well. Uh, Daniel Graham came up with a great point at the end. It was just a, it was just a good game. Um, probably Mickey Ling didn't really get into the game as as he can do. Um, yeah, still early in the season though. I'm sure there's there's more to come from him. Oh, definitely. You, you did, tend he, to find. I was just saying to a lad yesterday. You tend to find the the older players this time of year, even though you'd be expecting them to be right. Well, the the ground is slower and and, and we'd be better. They don't seem to be at the top. They, they, they yeah, seem to know how to peak. Yeah. They seem to know how to peak for championship. He did. He it. set up a p- couple of points early on. Um, but it, no, it's, I thought Lawrence Carfrey did well. Um, traditional style midfielder, big, strong fella, good in the air. Um, he did well around the middle of the field for Rammer. So it was a good game. They're going to meet again, and there'll be there'll be probably more quality players coming into the teams as well. They'll definitely yeah. meet again before the season is out. I imagine. But and and, <laughs> and whatever way that result is, actually, it's not going to make it uh, any less full blooded when they meet again. So absolutely, it'll absolutely, be, it'll be one to watch coming forward. So that's the uh, Kieran Service Station All County Football League Division One. It finished with wins. For Castlerahan, Bally, Balinya, Coothill, Kingscourt, Gauna, Crushala. Or sorry, no, wins for Kingscourt, Coothill, Balinya, and Castlerahan, and draws for Gauna, Crushala, Cavan Gales, and Ramor, um, by the looks of, of this table anyway. So, 
Um, well done to all of all. Don't forget, folks, get back on to us. We want to know in the next day or so um, who you taught in the games that you were at deserves a mention on the team of the week. Let us know their position and, and maybe why. So get on to us on We Are Calvin on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, put the, the hashtag team of the week on it if you if you want it to be registered. Um, thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. We'll be bringing you the diehards one with the team of the week later on in the week and we'll also be getting as much information as we can on the Cavan on their 17s game against Tyrone. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Cavan, yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave and it's over the lap. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!